Welcome to Finding the Faith with me, your host, Frida Donnelly, where we explore what matters. Whether it's traversing someone's faith journey, diving deeper into doctrine, or simply enjoying Christian fellowship, I aim to focus on the good and the beautiful to provide you with some respite from the world. If you'd like to join us live, check out Finding the Faith on Rumble every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. All the links are in the show notes down below. Please remember to rate and subscribe, and I'll see you on the other side. And welcome to Finding the Faith, where we explore what matters every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. I am so glad to have the amazing Ashley Smashley, Mama Ash, Ash on tonight. Joining me tonight will be Ashley Heaps, and we will be talking about the prodigal daughter and her story of faith. So let's get started. Hey, Ashley, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for having me. (laughs) Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. So my first question usually is, what were your, what are your first memories of religion? Um, so my first, wow, my first memories of just God in general and, and probably, my goodness, probably is for as long as I can remember. Um, I grew up in the church and a Nazarene church with, uh, my parents, um, they took me every Sunday and then we would go on Sunday night as well. And then we went on Sunday night too. So, um, I, I don't think I can remember a time when I, you know, wasn't in the church and, um, wasn't around God's word. That's wonderful that yeah. they got you started, you know, from the jump. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, were there any specific religious rituals or practices that stood out to you kind of growing up in the faith? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of weird about that. I, I just, religion, it's not, I mean, religion, so to say, like speak, mm-hmm. I just kind of hate the word, to be honest with you, because it just seems so sterile and just, it just does sound like a bunch of practices that you do. It almost reminds me of like Mm -hmm. the Pharisees or the Sadducees, you know, just performing something, um, in a way, you know? So to me, like, I mean, I definitely remember as a kid, you know, going to, we would go to children's church, um, and we, um, we didn't take communion or anything like that until we were older and we um, understood what we were doing. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I just always remembered I would see people getting baptized. And um, at the time I was afraid to, because I hated water. <laughs> so I didn't understand it. Um, but yeah, um, not, not really. I mean, we were just it, growing up. It was a very on fire church. So I think that, I remember just hearing my parents and um, some of the their friends and just everybody in the church. I I would hear them just be very uh, vocal and passionate about God, and it just it really put a really strong foundation in my life. That's wonderful. If you don't mind me asking, what denomination did you grow up as? So we grew up in a Nazarene church, um, mm-hmm. but it was it wasn't extremely charismatic um but it wasn't like hear a pin drop in the floor either you're going to hear people say amen and um maybe raise their hands and and worship um so it's i i and i haven't really researched on the nazarene mm-hmm. sect or just a section of it but um it was a nazarene church and then when i was probably i guess i was about 11 we mm-hmm. went to a non-denominational church and that's what I grew up in after that. And then okay. now I'm going to a Baptist church, but I, it's more just non-denominational. Okay. That makes sense. Just Cause I hadn't mm-hmm. heard about the Nazarenes before. And I was like, is this is like a specific denomination or like, that's really interesting. I'll yeah. Have to that. I, I would literally have to look into that because I, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, what they're, what all of their different practices are or anything. But to me, I mean, it just, it, there was no difference when I went to the non-denominational church. I didn't mm-hmm. see a difference. So. But that's, 
from the sounds of it, that sounds really awesome. Like a real living congregation. Yes. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. So how did your understanding of God evolve as you grew older? So when I was a kid, I, <laughs> um, I had just amazing faith. I just, I told everybody about Jesus. I mean, everywhere I went, I was telling people about Jesus and I had just incredible faith. And then um, I think the older I got, the more that I allowed rebellion to go into my life. And mm -hmm. so when I was a teenager and even a preteen, I think I flirted with sin and just allowed it into my life when I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And I was very like my parents were very good about telling me what was wrong and what was right. And they were amazing about that. But I was just, if you, for some reason mm -hmm. at that age, especially if you told me not to do something, I was going to do it 10 times harder. Yeah. So, so I just, yeah, it, I think during that time, um, I knew, I always knew Jesus, mm. everything was true and I still believed it, but I think that I was, playing games you know I was just like yeah you know I would say I was sorry but then I'd go do the same thing again the next day and I mean and that occurred just that kind of faith that lukewarm faith yeah I mean until I mean even the last couple of years I mean I just played games with God for so long been there did that almost died <laughs> didn't get a t-shirt <laughs> well that's good that you did <laughs> that you didn't die not get a t-shirt you should have got a t-shirt right what a rip off yes. I almost died and all I got was not even a t-shirt <laughs> right not worth it yes so what did that look like that season of your life when you were kind of in that transition kind of that like from t my early teens from and... your early teens to okay. getting it yeah yeah so um, in my real early teens, um, I, I, I would, I would say like, I basically, I guess I would just flirt with sin. Like I said, um, I got into, you know, having boyfriends and, you know, and then drinking for sure. Um, me and my friend would uh, steal her mom's beers and her, her mom's, um, misty slims or virginia slims that are like this long and we thought that was the coolest thing in the world and um just experimenting with all that kind of stuff and just basically i think and then over time mm -hmm. it became more of a self-medication like yeah. um, instead of going to god for feeling you know when i'm feeling sad or depressed or anxious um instead of going to god i found myself you know drinking or just looking for anything that would make me feel better and it's almost like I didn't want to commit because I didn't want to give my whole self away because I knew that if I gave my whole self away that I couldn't do the things that I you know I thought I was going to be losing something mm -hmm. um but that's the craziest thing because when I finally did commit it's like the what I always tell you the whole paradox mm -hmm. about you know when you lose your life, just like Paul says, you know, mm -hmm. when you lose your life, you find it, you know? Amen. So that's, that's what I had to do. Now, when it came to coming back to God, what did that journey look like for you? What kind of, you know, how are you feeling about all of that? And I know what, I mean, not exactly the same, but I know what a difficult struggle that can definitely be. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I dealt with a lot of bitterness and anger for a long time. Um, you know, my husband and I, we got married when we were really young and I was pregnant and um, and things were hard for a while. I think we both struggled with so much and um, and I would just be bitter and angry at him for things that were years old or, you know, and he probably did the same. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But um, and then we both struggled with different things and um you know, I just remember, I guess it was probably like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. I was just like so far from God. I just was like not even wanting to hear it. I was entertaining thoughts that I've never entertained before, like more new agey mm -hmm. things, just things that I would never like. I just was in such a dark place. And then um, my husband, all of a sudden, like he just saw like he had become a Christian mm -hmm. a couple 
couple years prior, but we, there was really no change, but, um, I mean, somewhat, but it just, it wasn't the, what, it wasn't the heart change, yeah. I guess you'd say. So, um, you know, he really was talking about how God was speaking to him. And then I was like, well, let's see, you know, cause I was just like, whatever. <laughs> I didn't really think it was going to be anything. And then, you know, I don't know, it's just all of a sudden, like God took hold of me and I just knew that I couldn't keep running anymore. You know, I was yeah. like, this is, I mean, all of the struggle was for nothing. And I was fighting with God when really I should have been running to him. As our friend Jess likes to say, um, it's like a God-shaped hole. Mm-hmm. It's that, yeah, yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now, how do you navigate now that, you know, you've gone through that? <laughs> Sorry, my glasses are. um how do you navigate like doubts and things like that now that you're getting back to God so I guess I I haven't really had so many doubts just because and really um the crazy thing is is what enhanced my faith so much is just seeing so much prophecy Mm -hmm. um come true before her own eyes yeah um you know I was very well versed in the Bible just because my parents like I said were just I mean, they really did a great job at giving me a wonderful foundation with that. Um, And so I knew all the prophecy and then I saw how crazy things were getting and just how the things that were going on were just, they didn't even make sense. I was like, how are people even believing this? Like, how are they understanding? Like, how are they seeing this and saying, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, just, it blew my mind and just, all the specific prophecies that were coming true and just all of the knowledge that was coming out. Like um, I listened to Michael Heiser Mm -hmm. um, and he just blew my mind with, and, and things that, and things that, you know, I would have entertained like 10 years ago, like Nephilim and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like I would have been like, okay, like even, I mean, I might've thought maybe, but it's almost like the whole world, at least of the believers too, had a, shift change Mm -hmm. where like we now are starting to understand this knowledge that was saved and set aside for this time yeah so if anything just seeing all the prophecy come true and just seeing god's words in action i mean it's just i don't know i i think that in praying Mm -hmm. and asking for that for my faith to be increased as well but it's it's almost just a whole i can't even go there like my mind won't even think that it's like no that's crazy like I just know that I know I don't know how to explain it it's it's nuts yeah it's a quiet knowing or something in your bones kind of right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly where God you know just keeps revealing himself more and more to us and I think that that's really important right. about praying for discernment and praying for more faith and having that strength in faith. yeah right well I mean you know and Jesus said, you know, you you have not because you asked not. So he's always going to answer you, but it's, it's may not be what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, But it's accepting God's will over everything. Like, you know, even if the answer is not what you wanted, it's being able to, you know, take his answer and take the results and say, you know, that's okay because God knows, like, I don't know what he's going to do with everything on a grand scale, Mm -hmm. but I know he's good. And I know that if he's good, and he's in charge of everything that I need to trust him. Absolutely. That's so true. How did you get to this, you know, kind of point in your relationship with him that you were able to, you know, not just say that, but as a friend, you know, truly live that? Um, I mean, it did take some discipline. You know, mm-hmm. I had to be honest with God. Because I think a lot of us, even when we're praying, you know, we still try to kind of play things down or whatever. But I had to tell him, you know, like everything that I was feeling, even if it was wrong, you know, things that you don't want to say to God, like he already knows. So, you know, just to be honest with God and be completely broken, um, just being completely broken allowed him to mold me and to just not entertain anything else, make complete 
sands and the lines of where, like lines in the sand mm -hmm. <laughs> of where I would not cross, you know, like, I'm not going to cross this. I have complete boundaries, you know, I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to do this. And then let God just show himself and, and just reveal himself to me and read, you know, you have to stay in the word mm -hmm. and you have to stay around people who are going to uplift you in the word and who are going to challenge you and not just tell you the things you want yeah, to hear for sure um but it was it was who I was around and it was um of mindset change it was you know actually making myself disciplined to where I would you know constantly seek out God's <laughs> word on everything and wasn't relying on myself because when I rely on myself it's <laughs> it's a disaster <laughs> so yeah I definitely, I definitely feel that. And you're also mm -hmm. one of those amazing friends that, you know, doesn't just say what, <laughs> you know, I, okay, there we go, want, you know, to hear, but really lifting me up in the word. And that's why I'm partially why I'm so grateful for our friendship. Oh, thanks. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for this community. It's been a lot to me. I mean, really, it has. Me as well. <laughs> the boys are eating nine cans of ravioli. I don't know why, but they are. That's, yeah. <laughs> Sands and the lions. Kyle. Oh. <laughs> so when you... Yeah, were... I wouldn't recommend the nine cans. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> a bit much. But also, yeah. I actually helped leg pass legislation back in my early 20s that made it that those, like, aluminum cans were BPA-free. That's a random little fun fact about oh. me because it's, like, a massive nice. carcinogen. <laughs> um, but anyways, what were some of the really helpful things that your parents did during that time to help bring you back? Because I know that there's, you know, probably some, probably some listeners that are out there who are dealing with the flip side of this coin. Yeah, so parents, um, they never compromised. Um, my mom, she, there was many times in our marriage that it was really hard. And I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And she's like, nope, you don't have grounds. Like, you can't. And I was like, I can't do it. You know, we're so mad at each other. You know, this is not going well. And my mom would be like, no, nope, sorry. <laughs> and I would be so mad at her. I'd be like, what? And, you know, and then mm -hmm. there, and then my dad would just, they both just constantly would speak truth. Like I, and my dad and my mom both, but my dad knows like I'll start spiraling and I get really bad when I spiral and I'm just like angry yep. <laughs> and yelling. And I'm like, you don't understand. And he's, <laughs> he's like, uh, he's saying the things that drive me crazy, mm -hmm. but I know they're true. And then later, you know, um, he'll I'll call him back and be like I'm really sorry and he's like yeah I knew you were spiraling I knew this and he and I mean though he would straight up like just start quoting scripture to me and like they just refused to let me see it any other way and that's so important yeah because if the, if they would have given me an out at any time through any of my hardships you know like I, I who knows what have happened you know but like they just constantly spoke truth they refuse to let me say anything differently. That's such a powerful line to walk. I know that, you know, mm -hmm. last week I also talked about how her mom doing that was such a pivotal point for her. Right. Sticking to the truth and doing so out of love is truly kindness, no matter what kindness is, you know, painted to look like today. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, how... Um, we did title this episode, The Prodigal Daughter. <laughs> how did that parable, you know, how do you feel reading that now versus how it may have hit previously? So I've always loved, and I think I've shared the song mm -hmm. with you several times, but um, Keith Green, who is, well, he's passed away. He passed away in the 80s, um, like I think a year after I was born, maybe even before that. Um, but he was just amazing. He's in, he was just incredible. So he was like a storyteller in the ways that he would um, sing the songs and he sings the prodigal son. And so even if I read it in the Bible, 
I'm still thinking of him singing it because that's from the time when the time when I was a child. Mm -hmm. um, so I always thought it was a good story when I was a child. I was like, you know, I, I liked it. And even when I was a little older, I was like, it's such a feel good thing, you know, but now to hear it, um, I can't listen to that song without crying my eyes out, first of all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so we're reading um, the parable. Um, I, I can't because I've been there. I've been, you know, down with basically, you know, at the lowest of low mm -hmm. and just come back and said, you know, if you'll still take me, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever I can do, you know. But, you know, God was Jesus was waiting there for me, yeah. you know, and he didn't make me feel like what I should have felt like, you know, I, I didn't deserve his love. I mean, none of us do, but as far as I had strayed from him, I, you know, didn't deserve any of that. And when I came to him and just was so broken and I just, I, I it was almost like I threw up my hands and I was like, you know what, if you can still do something with me, <laughs> here I am, but you know, it's not much. <laughs> That's how I felt at the time, yeah. you know, but, um, it's just to now it just wrecks me. Like it's, it, I'm in the best mm -hmm. way, you know, I'm just so broken and beautifully. So in front of him, in front of God, because it's just for him to accept me or anyone after anything that you've been through. I mean, it's just such a beautiful testament of his love. I don't speak Japanese, so I will not be able to pronounce this correctly. But it reminds me of the Japanese art of when there is a vase or a piece of pottery that's broken and the gold, yes. they fill it in with gold mm -hmm. to make it whole again. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what God's love does for us. It's true. Mm -hmm. But I think even better than that, I think that he makes an entirely new vase out of us. He recreates, you know, yeah. the vessel. And that's, yeah, he, he makes this just so much better. That's so true. Now, can you share any practical tips or practices that have helped you maintain a strong connection with your faith, especially as a wife and a mother? Yeah, um, definitely. Like, so I I think that just being in prayer. Now, I when I say this, I'm I'm I carry on a conversation with God all day long in the back of my head because I, you know, I already talk to myself all the time anyway. <laughs> But I, I talk to God too, you know, so in the back of my mind, I just am constantly carrying on a conversation with God an open-ended conversation um, with him. So like just constantly just staying in that mindset and then, you know, praying every night and praying in the morning and then praying just as much as I can and, you know, being in my Bible, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not, and going to church every Sunday, I really do believe, I know a lot of people have gotten burnt by church, but, um, it's really important. It's, it's super important to be in church every Sunday. I know that a lot of people have reasons why they're not, but, um, I really think that the body should stay together. And I really think we're called to be in church. Um, so definitely going to church. And then, um, and then, like I said, being in a community, and having friends that you can be accountable to and that you can be real with is super important. Um, and then having, you know, friends that are believers that also have children mm -hmm. and or married, you know, um, it's it's just community is so important. I think that if you're going to who you're going to be around is who you'll become. Yes. So like the Bible says, you know, bad character or um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad character corrupts good morals. Yes, so, for sure. Um, and that's the truth. Like you can think all you want. Well, you know, I'm I I can even show them God. You know, when I'm around these people, and that's you know, there's a difference. There absolutely you is know, when you're they're gonna rub off. I yes. promise. And I think there's a fine balance to that where it's like going to church. If you're not doing the things that you know, if you're kind of like just living for Sunday, like you know. Mm -hmm. yeah then yeah, you, you might just, just go to church and be like i'm good see you next exactly because at that point you're kind of like a car and like you're kind of like just yeah. somebody standing in a garage pretending to be a car it's it's not gonna like that doesn't work right right well if church should be for you know you to have community with others around you and to be the body of christ but i think that i always like relate it to a relationship so if i don't talk to my husband for a week 
And then I'm just like, come up to him one day and I'm like, I love you. He's going to be like, <laughs> you haven't talked to me in a week. What are you talking about? So yeah. that you can't do that with Jesus. He, it's the same. It's the same thing. You have to talk to him every day, all day. You have to have that relationship with him and you should want to. Um, and that's what really, I mean, the fact that before that, everything seemed more like a chore to me. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it like a want um, that, yeah. that, that comes with, you know, prayer and developing that relationship. With I used to have a really hard time reading the Bible. But since I've started reading it with friends, it's completely changed my outlook. Since I started reading it with my husband or even reading it by myself, nowadays it's like this amazing, exciting, wonderful opportunity. A little while ago, um, I got to go through the Book of Ruth with my best friend. Well, one of my best friends because you're also mm -hmm. my best friend. Um, <laughs> and I, one thing that um, if you guys are around, you definitely should come on Friday nights because – our friend Jess has been doing an amazing Bible study, which has been really enjoyable with you as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, having that community, regardless of what that looks like, because I know it can look different for different people, has been really, really impactful. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. <laughs> now... In what ways do you believe that your faith has influenced or transformed your life since your return? Hmm. Um, in every way. <laughs> that makes me a totally different person. Um, you know, I just have a totally different mindset on everything. You know, everything I do, everything I say, you know, affects, I mean, we're ambassadors for Christ, you know. So if I say something, if I say that I believe something, I should be living it. So it, it before I do anything, I, you know, really try to think of, you know, is this going to have consequences that are good or bad? Um, so I definitely think a lot more before I speak and before I post things and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may not seem so when I'm aggravated with things, <laughs> um, but I do believe there's righteous anger. And most of the time, if I'm aggravated with something on X or something, it's because it's something sickening. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, I think it really has changed how I live my life, you know, just how I mm -hmm. talk to my children, how I, you know, talk to my husband, how I treat my husband, how I treat my children, how I treat everyone around me. It just makes me such a better, per so much of a better person. It just, everything that the Lord has done for me, it just strengthens me and being a better person for him. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, so how, what advice would you give to somebody who has kind of, you know, been in your shoes, has kind of like been walking in the same kind of journey, but perhaps a few miles behind. So they're still stuck in that spot. What advice okay. would you give them? So I would tell them to just, stop to just let go and let God take over because I promise you there's just nothing that you're going to find out there there's nothing that the world can give you that God can't give you in tenfold uh, the true joy only comes from the Lord and you know tr trying to do everything else on your own trying to go for anything else to make you happy is not going to do it um and you have to realize too, that there's going to be suffering. There's going to be trials. You know, the Lord said, Jesus said, you know, the world hate will hate you because they first hated me. And mm -hmm. he says that we'll go through suffering and it's about how to suffer and see what's behind the suffering and what God can use through that suffering, you know, because he can mm -hmm. take everything and he can make it good. You know, he Amen. takes everything and makes it according to his will. So even like, you know, when Job said, um, what you planned for evil, the Lord planned for good. And I mean, if Job can say that after losing his wife, his children, everything being covered in like all these boils and everything and having people mocking him, you know, that's yeah. true happiness. That tells me that that's something so much more than the, that the world could ever give me. So I would just tell them, you know, you're wasting time. If you, if you're still living that way, you know, just stop, just stop it now, because I'm telling you, I've been there. I felt the pain. 
the way living in this world and doing things that the world says is good and will bring you joy. It won't, it won't. I promise you, I've suffered so much unnecessary things because of trying for things that the Lord says, no, don't. And he, he's really a good father. He knows what's best for us. And when we put him first, when we surrender to him and truly surrender, I mean, you'll feel joy and peace that you've never felt before. And it's not going to be based on your circumstances either. You can go through things that you thought you could never go through and still have joy and still have gratefulness and still be able to praise him. And I don't know anybody who can go through that with the things the world has to offer. It's all going to be for the moment. And there's an eternal mindset. And whether we like it or not, we all are going to have to stand before the Lord one day and account for everything. And he's either going to look at you and see his son and you're going to be covered by the blood, but because you chose Jesus, you chose to live that life out with Jesus as your savior, or he's going to look at you and he's going to say, depart from you. I never knew you. And to me, that's the scariest thing. That verse is probably the scariest verse I've ever read in the Bible where he talks about separating the sheeps and the goats. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. That's not playing around. Like that's to be away from God yeah, out of his presence. It's not just going to be a bunch of your buddies in hell, like, you know, drinking and carrying on and, you know, all excited, yeah. you know, even though I say like, we're going to, you know, people say like, oh yeah, we're going to have a party downhill. No, it's not going to be a party. You're not going to see anybody. It's eternal darkness and torture exactly. and separation from God. It's real and it's serious yeah. and it's nothing to play around with. So yeah. The amount of times I've heard people be all like, oh, you got heaven for the view, hell for the company. It's like, okay, well, who would you rather spend time gonna... with? God and, or the devil? Right. And I mean, it's, it, it's, if God is everything good. So I believe that God never sends anyone mm-hmm. to hell, period. He doesn't. It's you make your choice and he's good to honor it, you know? So if mm-hmm. you say, I want nothing to do with God, he says, okay, well, then you you can have everything that isn't to do with me. Okay. Now, if God is everything good mm-hmm. and you're going to be separated from everything good, mm-hmm. that all that you're left with is suffering, torment, and everything bad. And that's something you've chosen. Yeah. So you have to make that choice. And luckily with me, luckily, you know, I woke up and stopped playing games mm-hmm. and, you know, saw how serious it was. And I did it in time, but you know what? There's going to be people they're, they're not going to see in time. And so their eternity is going to be hell. And that's what's, and that's what, you know, is truly the most devastating thing. Absolutely. That is a really important distinction. Um, I see a comment in chat and I'm genuinely confused about it. So I'm hoping maybe you can help me out. Or chat, sure. you want me out? But it says, Job never actually lost his wife, though. The devil couldn't touch her because Job and her are one flesh. And so. Let me see. I'm pretty sure Job. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Job's wife was killed. I could be wrong. I thought. I, I was almost positive. I thought she was too. Now I'm like, where's my dad when I need him? My dad would have this answer in two seconds. He's probably listening to the screaming at the screen. Um, Ashley's dad, if you're in there, if you're there, I beseech you. He has, he's He's probably watching on YouTube. Making her a really awesome daughter. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Oh, he lost all his kids, but not his wife. Okay, you're right. You're right. I thought he lost his wife. See, I'm learning something myself. Yeah, so so you're right. So you're right. So, but even even so, yeah, losing your kids, I can't imagine. Yeah. But thank you for telling me that. Yeah, I was just I was just confused. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was his wife too. I don't know. I don't know why I I always thought that though. And I've read that story a million times. (laughs) <laughs> his wife was asking him why he wouldn't curse God, and she was the one telling him to reject God. Okay, okay. Was it his? Okay, okay. I I had it mixed up. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I mean, just like me, we're all here to learn and to encourage yeah. one another, and that's some of the things I love the most about this community. We're always, Absolutely. you know, 
respectfully answering each other's questions and helping each other out like that. Yes. Um, But yeah. um, So do you want to talk about what's been going on with you and how you're feeling about that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can like about the baby and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we are expecting a baby or babies. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) They um, they told us last week that the heart rate was really low. And then they also saw another yolk sac, which is in their terms, they're not calling it a baby. I mean, technically, it's not like a embryo yet, but Mm of the beginning of a baby or a vanishing twin it could be um so it's possible that it's identical twins they're not sure but um we're actually going to another um another practitioner or practice uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow and um they're gonna tell us they should gave it a 50 50 shot but um i know that it's in god's hands and that's because they the baby that they do see the heart rate's really low and it's been measuring behind um a little bit more every week um mm-hmm. which is concerning yeah but um i will say that you know i will the enemy absolutely did not want me to be here tonight i know that yeah, i for was sure. de- deathly sick yesterday um and super sick the day before i mean i've just been so sick and then you know when i heard that news frida's like do you want to wait and i was like and I was almost like angry, not at her, but just like a, yeah, you know, obviously Satan, you know, or the enemy. I say Satan, but I believe it's, we yeah. won't get into all that tonight, but you know, Bonnie. No, but like I legit, yeah. Um, but Continue. It's, yeah. it's basically just, you know, anybody, anything that opposes God um, from that realm. But um, anyhow, so I, I was really angry because I was like, huh. I was like, you would love that, wouldn't you, if I didn't go on and talk and, and share the gospel? Well, that's not happening. So I was like, no, no. I was like, yeah, I would definitely be there because I really feel like that's a test of faith as well. It's like, are you going to keep doing what you need to do, what I've asked you to do, you know, um, mm-hmm. or are you going to let, you know, certain situations and, and things and suffering and just, you know, are you going to let what's coming up in front of you? determine if you're going to open your mouth for me are you going to praise me in the storm and when everything's good that's the difference you know and mm-hmm. that's that's i think that's how i've changed the most because when i was playing games with god you know and claimed to be a christian i you know would go through things and it would change my whole outlook i just wouldn't even talk to god for a while you know but now it's like it's even if, you know, even if that happens, I'm still going to praise you. So, and it's just losing, you know, you have to die to self. That's why I always tell you Galatians Mm -hmm. 20 is my favorite, you know, from crucified with Christ. It's not me who lives with Christ through me, but um, it's, you have to, there's just such a bigger purpose for everything. And when you love Jesus, you want to please him Mm -hmm. so badly. And, you know, I just, there was no way I was going to not share the gospel. And that's why I was talking about hell before, because yes, this is about me. This is my testimony, but this needs to be everyone's testimony. I want everyone to know the Lord. And, you know, Jesus yes. he doesn't wish that any of us would perish. And if you don't know tonight, when you sit your head on the pillow, if you don't know tonight, if you are going to die, if you take your last breath on this earth, are you going to go to heaven? Do you know for certain, you know? Yeah. You don't, if you don't know that you need to know, you need Absolutely. to know, guarantee the next minute. And I promise you, you can say, you don't believe it all you want. You can say all that, but it's going to be real and you're going to end up in one or the other place yeah. and you have to make your decision. And if you say, well, I'm just not going to decide you've decided. Reality doesn't care about your beliefs, your delusions. <laughs> Am I talking to Michael Knowles now? <laughs> Or no, actually, I should be talking to Ben Shapiro. (laughs) Oh, but it's true. (laughs) It is true. It is true. I mean, there's an eternal, you know, there's a very real eternal realm. And, you know, it's all either way. When you die, you're either going to go one place or the other. And, you know, 
don't make the mistake of playing around and wasting time. And because like I said, when you lose your life to Christ, like when you mm -hmm. give everything away, he gives you so much more in return. I don't want for anything, you know, he gives me joy. <laughs> oh, treat. <laughs> so explain to you, so I, I might have a few watchers that have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so when I get a rumble rant, Jazzy gets a treat. And a rumble rant is where they like do a little donation to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so Jazzy is nice. in heaven right now. This <laughs> is my 19-year-old rescue cat who is Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, we already gave him like six. Oh my god, more. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, bud. There you go. <laughs> Those are from Uncle oh, Brendan and Maddie. Nice. Oh. You happy? He's starving, as you can tell. They just oh, yes. don't feed him yes, at all. Yes, I starve him. He's so gaunt. <laughs> He's so chunky. <laughs> you should see my parents' cat. It's like the biggest cat I've ever seen in my life. Oh, we are a cataholic channel. <laughs> I'm addicted to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, yes, back to you talking about Tal, which he acts like he's in when you can see a millimeter of his food bowl. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, Margo, we get it. We get it. You hate cats. You hate happy now. So <laughs> we still love you, though, girl. <laughs> I love Margo. I love Margo too. <laughs> She's I just such <laughs> a brat because she hates animals. <laughs> All she, animals? Yes, she hates God's okay. creation, All which right. is why I have a little bit of issues with her, but I still adore her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Bye. Um. Anyways, <laughs> is there anything that? you wanted to get to that we haven't gotten to yet i know i was looking at kind of a lot of nudes but i think we covered it is there anybody in the chat that wants to ask anything <laughs> not related to cats <laughs> yes ideally not related to cats i mean i have a cat but yes <laughs> Um, so what is your favorite scripture? You know, my favorite scripture is Galatians 2.20. <laughs> this is true. Do you want to quote mm -hmm. it or do you want me to read it? You can read it. I'll let you do it. Okay. Only because I say it really fast and... <laughs> I'm pulling it up. <laughs> I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Yes, that's the best. And that's, and that's the biggest one to me because, you know, like I said, with the whole thing of giving myself to him and, and dying with him and resurrecting with him and being a new creation, uh, truly am. Absolutely. Because I just, I, like I said, everything's different. Yeah. It's, it's very, very different. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially going from the best way to true religion or, yeah. you know, anti like 
outside of religion to back inside true religion. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, just knowing Jesus is all, I mean, having that personal relationship with him and accepting him as your savior, you know, it's so important and we truly need him because, you know, he says that he is righteous and just to forgive, but everybody always wants to say like, he's righteous and he's kind and he's, but he's also just and true justice calls for perfection and nothing less. So unless we have Jesus and unless we've accepted his gift of salvation, we cannot stand in front of the father. We just can't, we can't even be in his presence. Exactly. Um, So it's so important. It truly is. And it's a freely given gift, but we also have to go and make the action of accepting it. Right. Right. And that's a really important distinction. And it's, it's about putting aside pride. I think pride is the biggest thing that's in the way. And I mean, pride was the, I mean, it was the whole downfall of, you know, Satan, right. Of Lucifer, at least if you, you know, um, him saying, I want to be like God, I want to be high and exalted above God, you know? So if that made him fall from heaven, along with all of the others that followed him, the other angels. So if it was that big of a deal, it would make sense that it's probably our hardest thing to overcome, you know? And I think I was telling you the other day about community and, (laughs) and I think I I told somebody else too, and I can't remember who it was, but I think it's, it's not lost on me that when, you know, the serpent came to Eve in the mm-hmm. garden, she was alone. You mm-hmm. know, she, Adam wasn't there yet. So, yeah. well, I mean, he was there, but you know what I mean? He was over <laughs> he, there. He wasn't, in, yeah. He wasn't here. They he was over there. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, yeah. I got you. But, okay. So he got her alone. And I think that's really important to remember because when we isolate ourselves from others and when we don't allow like other people who you know are going to be a godly word into your life. Mm-hmm. Satan is like yeah. on it. He's like, oh, they're alone. Because if you're alone, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to convince you of things and whisper in your ear like, well, yes. did God really say that? Did he really say, oh, no. It's not, you know, it. it it's not a coincidence. Yeah. So when and it, it says, you know, when two or more are gathered in my name, you know, I'll be exactly. in the freedom to present. So it. I think it's very important to have community. We can't do it alone. We just can't. It's you got to have other believers and they got to be strong. And I mean, if you're a baby Christian or if you're struggling, you need people who are at a higher level. And I mean, I'm not saying that you're like in ranks or something, but somebody who has more experience and more growth experience before you who can mentor you and be there and stand up for you. Exactly. To decide how you see the error of some of your ways so that especially with that experience, they can keep calling you back to God because it's not like it's a hierarchy. And I know that you weren't saying that. It's just, it's very much a, I'm on my walk with Christ and I might be a mile or two in front of you so I can point out, hey, there's a stick in the road. Don't trip over it and, you know, fall flat or something like that. Or if, you know, I saw somebody that was going through something I was going through, I could say, I've been there and here's what helped me. And this is what God says about it. And this is what we're going to pray about. You know, just having that person who is, like you said, further along in the walk that may have gone, had more experience with it to be there and to lift you up and to bring you through it with God, you know, and it's just so important to have that discipleship. And that's the thing that the church is really lacking. They're really, really good at getting people in the door for Super Bowl Sunday with free popcorn and free drinks. And it's going to be awesome. Okay. But the problem with that is they get in that door, they're there for one day and maybe, maybe they accept an altar call. And that's awesome. That's the best thing that could happen, obviously. But he's God, you know, Jesus didn't just say, you know, go out into the world and share the gospel. He said, and make disciples. So you don't just leave them like wondering. Because if they're not being discipled, unless they're just really, I don't know, just really just, I don't don't even know how to explain it, but if they're just really headstrong in it or something, they're going to get lost. You know, and they're going to not understand this. Like, well, I'm reading this scripture. This doesn't make sense. There needs to be somebody discipling. So Mm -hmm. the church really needs to do a better job. It's a whole body of discipling and as being there to answer the hard questions as well. 
Exactly. And really helping us to, you know, understand like certain things that we can easily interpret as certain things. And then we might be reading something and we might have more trouble trying to figure out exactly like comprehend what this truly means and what this means about how we should be integrating the information into our lives. Like right. months ago, I called up my friend and I'm like, listen, I'm having a really hard time understanding the Trinity. Can you make that make more sense for me? And she's yeah. like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Right. It's just, I always go back to the Acts Church. The Acts mm-hmm. Church is just a perfect example of how they you know, minister to each other, how they took care of one another, how they worship together. I mean, it's just, you know, the Acts Church is a perfect example. Yeah. We need more of that. We just need more discipleship because it's not enough just to lead somebody to the Lord. I mean, that's wonderful that you listened and you helped and you you were that vessel for the Lord, but you need to then disciple them. You don't just leave. It's like having a baby. You don't just leave your baby out in the street and say, good luck, baby. <laughs> you, you know, you, you go and you we- take the baby yeah. and you you're not to do that? No. I oh. Contrary to what some people may think. I don't know. Gosh, I wish my own fucking <laughs> <I'm> out. <laughs> but yeah, you have to, you know, you have to mm-hmm. help them grow and you have to raise them, you know, and, and yeah. the way to do that is to disciple them. And if you don't know the answers, it's perfectly fine. Just like with Job, I, I seriously always thought his wife. His wife had died, but that just goes to show you, you know, no one person's going to know something that somebody else might know better. So, you know, exactly. you just, you need to, I just feel like get around strong Christians who can disciple and mentor you. Absolutely. That's so, so important. And that's part of the reason why I love our community so much, whether yes. it's we are, you know, doing Bible studies or doing movie nights like we did this past weekend, which that that's was a really good, good movie. Yes, it was. <laughs> Father um, Stu, right? Yes, Father Stu. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so, so important so that we can all live in, you know, alignment with God's word and knit together in fellowship and harmony. Right. And I think that a lot of people get the idea that God doesn't want us to ask questions or we should just accept something and be like, okay, that's it. He it is because he said it. And I mean, and there are some cases where it is kind of like, that's, that's mm-hmm. it. And that's what you have to accept. And you'll never understand it till you get to heaven because we have finite minds. But for the most part, I mean, he, God made us with minds to ask questions. He wants us exactly. to ask questions. So one of the biggest things that hindered my husband's journey with God was he grew mm-hmm. up in um, the Lutheran church. And mm-hmm. when he was about 13 years old, he went up to his pastor, had some really difficult questions and his pastor just completely just criticized him and just treated him horribly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that made him pretty much walk away, at least in his mind from the church for years. And that just can never happen. That can never happen. That's not acceptable ever. Yeah. And that's why it makes me so angry. You know, when I see sometimes people treating others like they're not intelligent or that they should know something already when they're, are so many baby Christians among us because it's yeah. so important to keep building up one another in love and kindness Absolutely. because there was at one point that we didn't know this either. There was at one point, you know, even though yeah. that might've been years ago where we mm-hmm. didn't know certain things and we always, you know, need to right. have that humility because we have accepted this free gift and, exactly. you know, put in the effort to learn this and all of these things. Well, and if we love God and we love Jesus, like, like we want to and truly are supposed to the you know he says if you you love me you'll honor my commandments okay now his biggest one is love the lord god with all your heart and soul and then the second one is like the first love one another as you love yourself right so so if we truly love one another we're not going to make someone feel that way we're not going to do that that's to me that's almost i i think it's definitely yeah i think it's sinning to make somebody feel like that because you are purposely driving them away from Christ when you're supposed to be bringing them closer um, just because, and maybe it's because you don't know the answer and that's fine. Like I'm, like I said before, yeah. I, I'm wrong all the time, you know, and, and I'm perfectly fine to say, you know, you, you know what? I, I was wrong. You're right. Um, I'm glad you told me. Or if I don't know, I'm going to find mm-hmm. out, you know, I'm going to ask a, somebody who I think would know, like I said with my dad before, I'm like, I wish he yeah. was on, he would tell you, but you know, I can't it's, wait to meet him. 
Oh, he's, you'll have to get him on here. He's fun. But, um, it, you can't be intimidated by that. You have to be, you have to be so strong in the Lord in yourself that you have to be able to say, Lord, if I don't know the answer, give me the person that I should speak to, or, you know, let me pray about it to you so you can tell me or I can discern what that is from you, but you can't be intimidated. You have to, you know, say, I, I you know what, I'm not sure, or, you know, I was wrong mm-hmm. or it, you just can't, that's pride again. Yeah. Pride. So yeah. Pride comes before a crash and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Absolutely. And whether we're stumbling ourselves or stumbling others, it's no bueno. And I think that in this world right now, the number one thing that we see is pride and narcissism. It's unbelievable. It's all about self and Christianity and being a believer is the complete opposite. It's all about God. It's dying to self and having God be everything. And so in a world that it's the opposite, of course, we're going to have just complete headache and turmoil all the time. But when we're strong in the Lord, you know, it it can't touch us. That's so, so true. Now, do you have a certain message of hope or encouragement that you'd like to leave with our viewers, some who may be struggling with their faith? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can tell you that it's... I've been there and I I think everybody has. Um, But if you truly, truly seek the Lord with all your heart and you just go to him and you're sincere, I promise you, he will show himself to you. He will. He is such a good father and he loves you so much. And he said, like I said, Jesus said he doesn't wish that even one would perish. That's the only reason why this evil world is still going on. Because everybody's like, you know, why is this still going on? Why is all these terrible things happening? Doesn't God care? The reason why is because he's patient. He's waiting for people to come to him. And that's how patient he is. I mean, if he, it says in the Bible that he collects our tears. If he does that for every single person on the earth, do you not think he's not outraged and just seething with anger, righteous anger over what's going on? Of course. But he loves us so much that he's so patient for each one of us to come to him. And I'm just saying, just don't play around with it. If you've been struggling with it, if you've felt that tugging on your heart, you know what I'm talking about. Don't play around with God. He loves you so much. He has such a wonderful, beautiful plan for your life. And he has an eternity of just complete perfectness and (laughs) perfectness, but perfect, just perfection, 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 perfection and happiness and just everything joy there will be no more pain no suffering um but again it has to be your decision and i just pray that everybody here and whoever listens to this even later um that they would know the lord and and that i'll be praying for everyone just that the lord would show himself to you in a powerful way because he loves you and cares about you more than you'll ever know amen that's so true I find sometimes that our relationship with, you know, holding off on getting to know Jesus a bit, at least, at least this was true for me because I unfortunately didn't have the blessing of growing up in like actual true religion, Mm -hmm. Um, is that it's kind of like when you meet your person, like Mm -hmm. your soulmate or maybe not soulmate, maybe that I'll get, you know, attacked in the chat or something, but like your person, (laughs) your husband, and you're like, I wish I met you sooner so I could have loved you longer. And when we're, you know, holding off on doing this, because like, we don't want to get serious. We don't want to make those sacrifices and change our life and do Mm -hmm. things like that. We're Mm -hmm. missing out on all that time that we get to love and be with God. That's so true. And, and there's so much suffering that, you know, was so just, it didn't need to happen, you know, just that is brought by sin because sin is, it builds on itself. It comes into a little tiny thing and then it just grows and grows and grows. And, you know, that's always going to bring you such heartache and to love the Lord and to have him with you through your life makes all the difference. Amen. Would you like to close this section of the show with a prayer? Yeah, sure. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for Frida. I thank you so much for this community and for all that who are listening and listening later. 
Lord, I pray that you just touch their hearts, Lord, and let them know how much you truly love them and how you died for them, Lord, and died for their sins so that they could be with you in heaven and all of our believers, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that if anybody's been playing games or just been away from you, Lord, I just pray right now that you just touch their heart, Lord. Let them know how much you love them and how they can come home and they can be embraced by you, Lord Jesus, and how everything is so much better when you're with them, Lord. And I just pray blessing and protection over all of our community. And I just pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord Jesus. And I thank you and I love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, kindly do me a favor and leave me a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. My podcast is available wherever you can listen, and it's also available live on Rumble on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope you can join us in whatever format works best for you. Please tell somebody that you care about about this episode so that I can spread my work and encourage more people. And remember to stay based and stay blessed.